The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello, dreamers, and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one of them, only one of them is going to advance to the next stage, a bit like some sort of knockout tournament that might be coming up this week. Yeah, anyway, anyone can advance to the next stage, where in this instance, it will visit Donald Trump in the White House and discuss podcast reform and try to free the wrongfully imprisoned Ira Glass. I'm Joel, a man who puts the G in G7 Summit on climate change. And across from me is John Harris, a man so excited for the World Cup to start that we spent the last hour swapping panini stickers, which is not an easy feat when John refuses to acknowledge any other nation than his beloved Francais. (laughs) You can't stick them over everything, mate. You can't stick French players in the Tunisia page. If I wanted to create some sort of sugar paper that you could attach to Italian flat sandwiches, mm. would, would that also be panini stickers? Well, I was actually going to say you refuse to call them panini stickers and call them croque monsieur stickers instead. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't believe in the existence of any other nation, including the one in which I'm sat right now. Mm. I just think of it as an offshoot of France. Which is uh, something we voted for a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. That's yes. what Brexit was, right? Yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Brexit. You may be surprised to learn. <laughs> Weird pitch and movie. There's like one guy who's just yeah. paused. <laughs> what? I, ah. I thought I was listening to the Brexit one. So, hit me with a film, John. This one's from Michael. The Shape of Watership Down. Good. A janitor helps a group of rabbits escape from the facility they were trapped in. That's quite nice. That is quite nice. And I, I, I can talk at length on this because I watched the first 35 minutes of uh, The Shape of Water on a plane recently. Okay. Did, Have you seen it? Did you get bored or did the plane... Crash, yeah. Into the sea, and I met a mad amphibious creature who took me to shore. I was going to say, did the plane finish? <laughs> Finished! That's what they say when you laugh. Uh, have you seen The Shape of Water? Yes. What do you think? It's good. It's a very Guillermo del Toro film. It, yeah. I enjoyed it. I didn't like that she fed eggs to an amphibious creature that would presumably also lay eggs. And I don't really think there's been enough press coverage about that. The other night I was stood on the street eating some chicken. A chicken walked past. And... <laughs> No, wait. My mate was eating chicken. I was eating pork and a little bit of the pork fell out onto the street and a pigeon came over and started pecking at it. And I thought, I'm glad that he's gone for the pork and not the chicken because that feels like you're heading into cannibalism territory. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
so I don't know how I feel about the egg eating situation. Yeah, sorry. Other than that, it seemed good, but I, I turned it off and I think I watched something like the Lego movie instead. I just couldn't deal with it, mate. Yeah. Have you seen Watership Down? Uh, bright eyes burning like fire. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, think. neither have I. Uh, it's, it just traumatised kids, isn't right? It? But no, it traumatised kids. It traumatised our parents, I think. Yeah, and so then they didn't let us watch it because... Kids they... these days are traumatised by different things. Losing at Fortnite early on. Thinking about buying a house in the future. Looming nuclear threat. No, that was also pretty. Yeah, true. Prevalent it's just been back a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My bad. Um, that's just a popular fear for kids always. Yes. Um, they basically only had nuclear threat and watership down to get upset about. When I was like eight, I mm. went through a summer of being petrified of death, like really, pe- like constantly terrified. Now of death. you're completely unafraid. <laughs> yeah, now I feel, now I think I'm immortal. You had you've you concentrated I, all of your lifetime's fear yeah. into one summer. It was it was hard, but I got it out of my system. And now, what I were you worried great. about? Well, one thing I vividly remember is uh, t- t- talking to my brother about it. I'm like, are there people like trying to blow up the world? He said, yeah, but there are like spies and stuff who are like trying to make sure that doesn't. That's pretty happen, cool, right? Which is a good good of him, but in my in my anxious child state, yeah. I didn't hear the second bit. I just went, "Mom, Chris tells me that there are people trying uh, to blow up the world." I'm freaking out, and so um, yeah, oh, sorry, Chris. And when was it? Sorry, you were eighteen. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah, I saw Chris recently, and I just, <laughs> I just asked. You're still him. saying it, <laughs> Chris? Um, when I was about eight, yeah, uh, I got really, 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 really religious grandparents, and they used to take me to Sunday school and stuff. When I was about eight, they made me really scared of the devil. Oh. The idea of the devil, and I yeah. used to like not sleep and stuff, and have constant nightmares about the devil coming to get me. And similarly, to counteract it, uh, you know, as your spies trying to stop people from blowing the world up. Yeah, my dad said, "Don't worry about it. Just when you think about the devil, think about Indiana Jones." <laughs> and so, for like a good sort of eighteen months in my life, whenever I had a scary dream, Indiana Jones would just turn off and save the day. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and even now, if I'm having a bad day at work, I think Indiana Jones could whip this paperwork off my desk. <laughs> If he wanted to, he would just save the day. It's pretty great. Oh, I like that. Yeah, he's kind of always there. Oh. Ready to nip in, sort things out. If you're having a bad day... Think about Indiana Jones. <laughs> that's, that's t- I should be a therapist. That's pretty early on we've got this week's takeaway from the podcast. I should be a therapist. Yeah. No matter what, they're laying on the chair. Have you ever just tried thinking about Indiana Jones? <laughs> like some sort of, it'll be my revolutionary technique. There'll be a book on it. I haven't actually. But that'll be the most common response. Yeah. And then at least I can say, try that for six months. And then I've <laughs> sort of delayed it for six months, haven't I? And then I can say, like, which Indiana Jones do you think of? Because if it was Temple of Doom, mm, not the best. So why don't you go away, think about Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark? Never think of Crystal Skull, because things will get a lot worse for you. I think that pretty much covers that film. <laughs> I, I really like the idea. And for one thing, Despite our lack of knowledge of the actual watership down, it sounds like in Michael's version of this, mm-hmm. happy ending. When has a lack of knowledge ever held us back in the past from speculating wildly on these films? Never. I, I actually was toying the other day with putting a disclaimer at the beginning of every episode saying, guys, just, just to bring Bear with us. The people you're about to hear are fucking idiots and they're chatting very confidently about nonsense. Just please bear that in mind for the future. Because on the Gabriel episode, I spoke very confidently about the fact that Pearl Jam are named after semen Mm. and there's no real evidence to prove that. Yeah. So I meant, when I said semen, I didn't mean human uh, discharge. I meant... Human discharge. (laughs) That was the name of your band that you used, isn't it? Do you want a film from me, mate? Yeah, no way. Too much semen chat. Um... (laughs) This one's from Charlotte. Charlotte says, there's a new movie coming out. It's called Tag. You know about this? Yes. 
It's a movie based around... Based on a true story in inverted commas. Yeah, so I saw a trailer for this uh, when I was on holiday. I couldn't believe it was happening. It's like a comedy about three guys that have been locked... Four guys that have been locked in a game of tag since childhood. Yeah. And they still play it to this day. Mm. And it's based on a, on a true story. I mean, how true can that be that there's people playing tag for that long? Anyway, that's the nature of that film. Mm. Charlotte reckons that that's not the best schoolboy... School playground game to base... Yeah, a film around, right? I see. Interestingly, I think like very early on in this podcast, we actually did a film based around hopscotch. First or second episode, so, I think. Oh it, no, first was Anderson. I think it's the second episode. So go back and hit up that retro cut, Charlotte, and also anyone else listening. Yeah, if you're a new listener to the show, go back and explore the archives, lads. Mm. There's so much there to enjoy. It's like walking through the British Library. It's all killer, no filler. I would go and explore the archives. Yeah, oh for sure. I would. I would darken your room, light a candle. And really get in there. I listened back to some old episodes because we did. Uh, we had to make a demo for a thing, and I thought we were brilliant. <laughs> Just it's real theatre of the mind stuff. This isn't it? Like it is advanced audio drama. Yeah. A lot of it. Yeah. What's interesting is that episodes one through fifteen were completely scripted, start to finish, because we weren't very confident. <laughs> yeah. And you can probably tell that quite a static delivery. Yeah, there were a couple bits where you think. I'd imagine Joel would have said that and John would have said that is because we got our scripts mixed up in the third episode we're idiots we got confused (laughs) anyway yeah take me to the playground (laughs) doesn't T-Pain say that in a song right so number one British Bulldog the the movie now I can't really figure out what is the 13 year game of British Bulldog yeah yeah well no because that would have to you'd have, so British Bulldog yeah please explain do you remember it from school yes so one person is nominated as the guy in the middle of the playground <laughs> yeah there are a load of people at one end of the playground mm. they have to get bear with me from one side of the playground to the other side of the playground yeah. avoiding the capture of the person in the middle mm. once that person in the middle hits you you're caught and you also go into the middle last person standing so if you're playing on like grass mm-hmm it was like tackled to the ground, and I, feel I went like to a I went to a playground where a school where that was concrete. also fine on concrete. Yeah. Oh, fine, because there were there were you know you had like British Bulldog Light, where it was like tag based. British Bulldog Light. Yeah, yeah, that's what we play. L I T E. British Bulldog Zero. <laughs> yeah. So, how do you turn that into a film? That's a good question. Are we using? Are we going like, for instance, like Battleship, where we just take the concept yeah, and turn it into a so. big action film? I think film. so because Bulldog's very much about the venue, isn't it? Mm. Unless it's like dodgeball, so it's like international championships with bull. So yeah, they're just the British Bulldog team, but Bulldog as a concept is a global phenomenon. Yeah. Okay. So you've you've what if you've won the British one by being the last man or woman standing? Yeah. I think it's a gang of pals. Yeah. That used <laughs> yeah. to play gang of enemies that used to play British Bulldog together back in the day, mm. and they get together when they're down on their luck, all of them collectively down on their luck, and they, a poster flies into one of their bedsits that says "Big Prize to be won playing British Bulldog," and they call up their powers and they go and compete uh, in competitive British Bulldog. It's the next big sport to hit the UK. Mm. People think it's going to be basketball, the next big sport in the UK, but it's not. It's actually British Bulldog. And because it is a feel-good British film, mm. oh, you're gonna they're feel raising good. funds to... Community s- centre? Commu- it's, yeah. it's either community centre or pub, but we did a pub saving plot last time. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, one- pu- this community centre is next door. <laughs> gonna, by the end of this movie universe, they're going to have saved an entire street. <laughs> okay, I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no other, like, you, we're not thinking, there's no other, like, high concept where... You know, it's some sort of dystopian world in which 
bulldog is where the way they decide the leader or something. That's quite good. Of like some sort of civilization, like a gladiatorial style thing. Yeah. Every four years, they have a big bulldog championship to decide the next leader. Exactly, and so the evil government—they're oh, training I hate up. Them. I hate them. They're training up huge people. Oh, and there's a plucky upstart. Exactly, and he makes it through. P- based on Wiley, mostly Bob, bobbing and weaving. Oh, yeah, I love. Who are those guys? What? Are they what? Are they training him up? <laughs> yeah. So you've got this evil government training so this big guy. 90s, and there's bobbing and weaving yeah, training up. This, yeah. So nineties uh, UK rap duo uh, bobbing Bob, and weaving. They, they, <laughs> they come up, back yeah. for the movie, their movie appearance. <laughs> no, well. Well, British Bulldog for me was a very nineties pursuit, yeah. as was the music of Bobbin and Weaving. <laughs> it's really both really capture the moment for me. I, both make me incredibly nostalgic for about nineteen ninety eight. Didn't they do the World Cup song in nineteen ninety eight? Bobbin and Weaving. Yeah. Um, How did it go again? <laughs> it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Bobbin and Weaving into the box, wasn't it? I think it was that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how did it go? Uh, we're bobbing, and then the other one, and weaving into the box. Go, hey. go, go! Football. <laughs> it's good, really good, actually. It was good, yeah. It's strangely forgotten tune. Yeah, but it's because of what weaving did afterwards, <laughs> which we can't. I don't think we can legally talk about actually. <laughs> um, just for the record, so at the beginning of the game, someone has to be nominated to be the tackler. Yeah, how do they used to decide that? <laughs> I reckon it's just someone with a kind of a perverse sense of malice because uh, how you'd never nominate yourself for that position would you i was just thinking there's no thrill in it i was just thinking we get the rock in really big oh nice terrifying yeah, yeah. presence yeah. and he always does it every single four years yeah he's, he's like the right man right hand man to the the king or queen nice so maybe that's what it is is actually this plucky upstart yep she is in cahoots with the rock whoa so the rock's not tapping so her so it's actually a little bit... That's a bit suspect, mate. But, but hang on. For the, a greater good. Where, the, where this falls down, though, is that The Rock will quickly be joined by an awful lot of other people in the middle. So yeah. is The Rock, like, palming them off? So that's fine. Yeah, so that, there we go. So it's still... Yeah. She, so she still has to, like... There's still some skill involved. Yeah, it's, definitely. The fact that The Rock's on her side doesn't actually help at all, really, because once The Rock's got, you know, the, the evil government's massive people down... Yep. They're now on the catcher's side. Yeah, I like it, mate. Great. A couple of other playground games that could be turned into movies, just quickly for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conkers? So the concept of Conkers, put them on a string, hit them until one gets knocked off the string. Yeah. And then you win. Soak them in vinegar. That was an old school trick, wasn't it? Yeah. Freeze it. Never sure I believed any of that. I don't know about... I, I can get the soaking of vinegar more because there's some sort of, like, you could imagine there's some sort of chemical reaction happening. Freezing them, just, and then they defrost. So. I used to soak mine in battery acid. Um, yeah, yeah. immediately before a game and then just flick it at them like competitor. <laughs> I actually used to uh, use a rock and say that I dipped it in some grey vinegar. <laughs> Why didn't you paint the rock to look like a conker? Uh, I didn't have brown paint. <laughs> How did you get the uh, hole for it? You just found one that had a hole in it already. Just had to do a lot of scrabbling. When you work in a quarry, mate, at age 9 or 10, you find a lot of rocks. Um, some pretty good skimmers as well. You Can you skim a stone? <laughs> yes. I haven't done it recently. Oh, oh, ah, this is uh, this is what I thought. Right? I thought I was really good at skimming. Um, uh, I recently went to holiday. Yeah, been there. <laughs> Isn't it good? Yeah, Everyone yeah. goes every year. <laughs> Everyone like yeah. It's just, Americans it's, go to vacation. I've not been to vacation. I've not been to vacation. Yeah. But why would you? When holiday's so great, <laughs> exactly, and it's so varied. And anyway, I went to holiday, and 
I was in the New York bit of holiday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I thought, this is... So I, I was in Dumbo, which is a really cool, fancy place. Oh, okay. And you can go right by the river. There's, like, little beach and stuff down by um, the Hudson. Like, big bridges either side of you. And there were all these stones. I thought, this is a pretty iconic place to skim a rock. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to skim a rock, you should skim a rock. Might as well do it down by. Lots of tourists around taking photos. I couldn't fucking skim a rock, mate. And I've always backed myself to skim a rock in the more private beaches of Kent. <laughs> you yeah. Know, I could go out there, I could skim one all day long, and the pressure got to me. And then I couldn't find a good flat stone. I was just chucking any old thing in there. And the end, I got one bounce. I just ran away. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I don't think I'm ever going to go back to America. They've denied your visa. Yeah. Based on. I was hoping I could pay. skim one home instead of a postcard. <laughs> I'm really sorry to hear that, Joe. I feel like. There are things I haven't done in a long time that I still deep down think I'll be all right at just because of let's like, go I've done it once. Can we go skimming? Yeah, let's go skimming. We'll practice on the street outside first. <laughs> it is skimming indefinitely down this road. We're <laughs> <laughs> so it hits, good. Till it hits a car. Yeah, Conquerors. Another one was Pogs. Let's not get into it. Pogs is a million miles away from the kind of Conquer world of like one versus one. I'll be honest with you, mate. We haven't got time to talk about Sorry. Pogs, what they are, or what they were actually used for, or you know, finding them in crisp packets. Maybe... That'll be another episode. Sorry. Maybe we'll dedicate an episode to my thoughts on Pogs. I'm, uh, I'm excited. So get ready for that. That'll drop at any point in the next five years. You don't know. When I, I mean, Special bonus episode. It'll be probably when I've really finished my thesis. Yeah. I don't want to leak any of the research I've done prior to that. Because uh, there's some pretty big publications after it. Give me another idea. What about this one from Stu? A parody of Venom, Denim. All right, nice. So it's a guy who always wears suits. Uh-oh. But when Denim takes over... He has to wear jeans and a jean jacket. <laughs> and he commits deeds. He commits. Country-based karaoke. In my head, like, double denim, it's more like 90s, isn't it? It is quite weird. Do you think of that Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears get, get up? Yeah. Like the really iconic... I think of Bob and Weaving. We've, we're wearing all the denim in America. Bob and Weaving used to wear a lot of denim. Yeah. <laughs> I think of them. Obviously, Weaving just now wears that old <laughs> jumpsuit. But, but they did. When, they were, when he was a free man, he would wear a lot of denim. <laughs> Oh, man, I don't know if we could... Oh, I, think, I think Weaven's people are going to be onto us on this so? episode. Yeah, we, were talk, we were talking about starting a beef on Twitter recently, and I think I think you've started a beef, mate. Bring them on, mate, bring them on. <laughs> Weren't even good enough for Eurovision this year, were they? So, <laughs> fuck them. I mean, it was because Bobbin was there, but Weaven was doing it via Skype. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That was weird. There was such a horrible delay. That stage invader was actually Weaven. He'd broken out of prison. <laughs> fuck's sake um <laughs> denim so it's an alien symbiote yeah that makes oh, i need to get my head around this because why does that there's an alien symbiote that makes venom right mm-hmm. but there's a radioactive spider that makes spider-man yeah yet they have kind of overlapping same look. skills yeah. and looks <laughs> yeah they're the same thing but good and bad of each other is it because the symbiote saw spider-man or was part of yeah, spider-man at one point saw denim Yes. It landed like outside Macy's in New York or something. Gap. Yeah, it landed outside the Gap. And it thought, well, this must be exactly what people like to wear and who they are. Yeah. So it went for, and it just latched onto someone who objectively doesn't like denim because he thinks it's too casual. Yeah. But he can't resist the denim. And so now, is it like, so it's like a secret at night he goes out wearing denim. Yeah. And it's like he's ashamed to, to his family. And yeah, stuff. exactly. And does he commit crime? Is he evil in any way? Yeah. <laughs> Never on the West Denim commits crime, don't they? Is this in the same cinematic universe as Spider-Man? Spider-Man and Venom, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> but Spider-Man's not really fussed about denim because it's a bit pathetic. <laughs> but Venom is. Venom really is, yeah, because it's not good for his look. Because <laughs> he's a bit more gothic. Yeah. Whereas Denim just looks like, I don't know, he's... bobbing or weaving. <laughs> Denim's tried to join the uh, Sinister Six. Yeah, they're like, It's like on, Vulture, mate. Mysteria, yeah. <laughs> Denim. Uh, and yeah. that's... Uh... That's denim. That's denim, mate. What about this one from Flash, who is real? Uh, he's got a new idea. An inconvenient sleuth. Al Gore narrates Robert Mueller's Donald Trump slash Russia investigation in real time. Brackets, Will Ferrell, Stranger Than Fiction style. Okay, interesting. So in Will Ferrell, Stranger Than Fiction, he can hear the narration. Yeah. So can Donald Trump hear Al Gore's narration? <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. It would explain some stuff as well. What would it explain? Just his general peculiar temperament. <laughs> yeah, I guess it would if you had Al Gore's voice in your ear all the time. Yeah. You know, like if Al Gore, when you're going, it's really great, and then he's going, it's not, he'd be like, it's really great. Yeah. Ah, like, oh, yeah. You see what I mean? Because you know how he, like, he really emphasizes things over and over again. Yeah. If you had Al Gore telling you that you're a liar, mm. you might, you know, it might, might cause question it. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's I think an important thing that Flash has brought up that I think we need to delve into is the fact that he's an inconvenient sleuth. And I guess if you're narr- if if in your head you can hear the narration, that is inconvenient that is to inconvenient, Donald Trump. Yeah. yeah. But I like the idea more that we have some sort of detective involved. I yes, yeah. When you said an, an inconvenient sleuth, I was hoping it should be a hapless detective. Yeah, I, I'm actually a big fan of the hapless detective. Maybe documentaries about the environment. You know, they're not paying the bills. No. So Al Gore. Al Gore becomes a PI. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And Al Gore investigates. <laughs> and also, you've got to imagine that being Al Gore is very inconvenient when you're a PI. When you're a PI. What sort of disguises do you wear? <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you just can't perform any PIing in the US and he has to take it abroad. Or he does try and he's just constantly, just the people he's chasing are just like, That's you, Al Gore. Are you Al but Gore? Maybe that's the perfect disguise. Yeah. Because if you were like, you're up to no good, and Al Gore was just sort of walking past you in the street, you wouldn't think, he must be following me, he's got more important things to do. <laughs> Little do they know, he's got nothing better to do. <laughs> nothing better to do than follow a man to see if he's having an affair. <laughs> That's what PIs do, isn't it? If I I'm... thought for a while it'd be great to be a PI. Because any, you know, anyone can do it. Yeah. You and I could just register as PIs right now. and Shall set up an off- oh, I would love it, mate. What do you think for the name? Joel and his sidekick <laughs> will solve your crime. Okay. That's the slogan. Yeah? We're called Joel Grove Investigates. <laughs> Plus friend. No, no, colleague. <laughs> Assistant. Yeah, there you yeah. go. No, I'd, I'd like to do it. Yeah? Yeah. I was also thinking, if I was up to no good... This, yeah. This is the only... This is, I think this also furthers the inconvenient sleuth element. If I was up to no good, mm-hmm. and I was walking down the street, and I thought Al Gore might be following me, I'd probably think to myself, maybe you should be a better person. Yeah. Al Gore's judging you. Yeah, you don't want to be judged by Al Gore. No, he seems like a really stand-up guy. It's such a cool name, isn't it? Yeah. I saw a pres- Is it short I- for Alan Gore? Um, yeah, Alan Gore. Oh, you, should, you should refer to himself as that. Albert Gore? Alfred. Alonso. Alonso Gore? Yeah. Um, should we move on to our own ideas? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. What you got? Oh, I'll do mine. Okay. So Will Smith's going to star in a movie called Gemini Man. What? Yeah, Will Smith's going to be in a movie called Gemini Man. Okay. It's coming out next year. Yeah. Um, he's an elite assassin. Yeah. Of course he is. Of course, always. So what about 
films based on our star signs. <laughs> What's your star sign? Um, I'm a Leo, mate. Leo, man. Leo, man. Do you want to hear about about what Leo does? Yeah, sure. Warm, tick. <laughs> Action oriented. Double tick. tick. Driven by the desire to be loved and admired. Triple tick. The Leo has an air of royalty about them. Check. <laughs> they love to be in the limelight, which is why many of them make a career in the performing arts. Ding dong. <laughs> what am I doing right now? You, mate. Yeah. Have you, no, have you just written up some bullshit? Is a dickhead. No one likes him. No. Okay. But yours isn't as good. I'll tell you what I did. I copied and pasted the first result on Google. For okay, fine. Signs. I haven't actually even read yours until now. And there's some good lines in it. So you're a Sagittarius. Yeah. The home of the wanderers of the Zodiac. It's not a mindless ramble for these folks either. Sagittarians are truth seekers. And the best way for them to do this is to hit the road, talk to others and get some answers. That's what you're like. No, I'm you nothing talk- like that. You love talking to people and getting I'm answers. I'm wondering. There's something I like less than wondering. Weird, because mine's exactly like me. Yeah. But yours isn't anything like you. Mm. But also, interestingly, a little bit more research. These two star signs are incredibly compatible. Apparently. Oh, yeah. cute. So, I don't know what you want to do with that. I thought what would be more fun, actually, would be a movie where there's a serial killer in the style of Seven trying to kill each of the star signs in a way that relates to what they're like. What's a Taurus like? Bullish. Yeah. Aggressive. Yeah. Rutting all the time. It's just an aggressive murder. <laughs> Yeah, and the detectives are looking, going, oh, I don't know. It's just aggressive, this one, isn't it? It is quite aggressive. Cancer, it's a big crab. They kill, <laughs> they kill them. They put them in a pit of crabs. You give them. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. The scales, the twin. The, that's Gemini. Uh, Scorpio, similar yeah. to the crab one. <laughs> <laughs> they do it in the Very, same. Yeah, they do it in the same. Yeah, it's, they, they kill two people in two different pots of yeah. stuff. <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's when the detectives really work it out. There. Oh wait, yeah, we see what you're doing. Yeah, here. yeah, star signs. Uh, one of them's a goat. No, right? it's not, isn't it? There's not a goat one. Isn't there a goat star sign? How would that? What would that murder be? <laughs> Killed by goats. I don't know. Kick them off a mountain. <laughs> Make them try and balance on a mountain. Yeah, I'm gonna Google it. Aquarius. Yeah, Water. drowned. Drowned. That's so easy. That one. Yeah, Pisces fish. <laughs> Similar drowning. <laughs> There's a fish in his mouth. Yeah, he drowns. But uh, the first one is in a reservoir, so there wouldn't be any. There wouldn't be any life life forms in there because okay. man-made structure. Second one in an ocean where there's fish. See, here's where I'm getting confused already. Aries looks like a goat, like a ram or something. Yeah. yeah? Capricorn, another also goat. Also a goat. Yeah, but similar, similar but different goat deaths. <laughs> okay. One's a trampling, one's a mountain-based We've- thing. Have we done Leo? Have we done Leo? Uh, torn Apart by Lions. <laughs> Virgo. What's Virgo? Uh, former snooker player John Virgo <laughs> hits snooker balls at you on a table until you die. Libra. Library. <laughs> yeah, death in a library. Hit, kills to death by a book. So just- killed to death, I just said. <laughs> didn't say as a, I didn't even say it as a funny thing to say. Uh, killed to death by a book. Next. <laughs> Finally, Sagittarius is the uh, like bone arrow. Fatally Easy. murdered by an arrow. <laughs> yeah. That's good, isn't it? Done. What's that called? Uh, <laughs> hmm. The Zodiac Killer. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Is that, is that because of the star sign? For fuck's sake. 
we were, listen I, I, I implore with you to know that if you've been wanting to murder us this whole time thinking you know there's a thing called the Zodiac Killer I promise you those last five minutes have been done in oh, blissful naivety not knowing or thinking about the fact that Such it would be called the idiots. Zodiac Killer people spend their time listening to this remarkable isn't it I'm absolutely so remarkable oh. Uh, a bug's life of Brian. Uh, should we just go <laughs> home? Like, should we just go home? <laughs> he's not the Messiah. He's a very tiny ant. I don't even want to elaborate. Neither do I. Who won? Which film won? Um, I really like the British Bulldog. British stuff. Bulldog was really yeah. good. Thank you very much, Charlotte. Uh, we have to leave now because there's a rat tat tat at the studio door, and it's actually Mystic Meg. Um, this is a bit annoying, actually, because Mystic Meg told us that she cancelled her studio booking due to unforeseen circumstances but she's turned up I want to talk about beefs I think we mentioned it in the episode I want to talk about beefs yeah I tried to get some beef brewing on Twitter people are afraid of us uh, no one got involved people are afraid of us Evolution of Horror Podcast sent us a gif mm. That's not. They ain't biting enough. Yeah, Running scared. Run scared. So I thought we need to take this into overdrive. Yeah. And I think the best way to get it f- looking like that we have some legitimate beefs going. Mm-hmm. Post aggressive photos. No. Of us sort of stripped to the waist. No. Is I'm willing to we? Is we ask you guys listening to tweet famous podcasts saying? heard Dream Factory we were chatting shit about you that's good I like that no context does it mean you and I will never get a job in the podcast industry no because it's not true right yeah but they think it's true but then we'll be like I don't know what they're talking about <laughs> I, I'd rather they went to the podcasters houses and threw stones and stuff okay With I would rather they threw a brick through windows of uh, notable celebrities with the Dream Factory artwork printed out and attached to the brick in hindsight, listener, maybe don't do eyebrows. Yeah. I'll tell you what we should do. Just have an ice cream and have a nice time. Have a good day. Have a, oh, have a good day. <laughs> As the Stereophonics once almost sang. <laughs> ba, they were, they were trying to sing that. They were trying to sing yeah, that. Yeah, beefing with them now. Yeah, fuck Tweet Stereophonics. Yeah, have <laughs> a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Not enough education to perform, in my opinion, mate. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.